whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Well, hello, this is Nicole Landers and Dr. Robles coming to you with the pediatric segment of the Whistleblower Report brought to you by Truth for Health Foundation. We're so glad to be here today. We have some super special guests joining us, uh, Mike Gary, Anna Gary, and Christina Parker. Um, these fabulous young ladies are going to talk to us about their efforts up in Maine, and we are super excited to hear about that today, aren't we, Dr. Robles? Absolutely. I'm just thrilled to have young people on the show as exemplaries for the rest of the youth in this world, and um, this is the time for um, them to stand up, and I think we're going to hear some great um, efforts on their part, as well as what they're doing in the great state of Maine uh, to further freedom and faith. So, so girls, oh, yeah. Well, and I just wanted to say, Dr. Robles, listen, yes. if you've got um, teenage kids, young adults, this would be a great time to get them over to listen and join in with you. I think you are going to be blown away by what these young women are doing and how they can also step up inside their community. So let's let's start. Anna and Christina, either one of you, what is it? Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about your background, um, your schooling, what your interests are, and um, we're going to take it from there. So I'm homeschooled. Um, I've been raised in a conservative Christian family. So I've kind of been brought up in that my whole life um, background, been like an athlete my whole life, um, gone to church. Can't think of anything like super special, really. Yeah. So I've also been homeschooled for most of my life. I've done a little bit of private school, a little bit of public school. Um, I've been I used to be a lot more interested in all this stuff a couple of years ago, and I'm now starting to get back into it. I remember my mom used to be pretty involved in um, a lot of the politics in our state and some elections and stuff at the state house. And I remember going to that and hearing about all of the different laws and stuff that we're making and how to stand up for certain rights that are being attacked in Maine, especially. Very good. What is it, girls, that... Um... Both of you have been homeschooled, correct, for, for your entire life. Is that right? Except most of my life. Christina, yeah, you were private school. What do you think the advantages have been for you um, being homeschooled and how has it fashioned and shaped your life? Um, well, especially compared to my time, I 
went to a public school for two years and I actually chose to go back to homeschooling because I preferred it. And I realized that a lot of my time was being wasted at public school because of the certain environment. Uh, I wasn't learning the way that I wanted to, I guess, because it's more of an independent learner. So being homeschooled, you can really um, tutor it to what you need and how you need to learn. And you can focus on your own interests. And my interest being things like Turning Point, I will count my work as a secretary towards my schoolwork because I'm doing research and I'm watching videos and doing all these government things. And as a homeschooler, you're not being influenced by the public school and you can learn more about your own family and friends and not have all that exterior stuff that you don't want coming into your head. You're not getting indoctrinated as a homeschool kid. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, you actually get to pick like what you want to learn. Um, You're not surrounded by like the drama of the school kids and stuff. And I feel like studying on my own without like the pressure of other students being around and stuff, I learn better. Like I get to move at my own pace versus at school, you're just kind of like pushed through the system. That really is what it is. Because if you don't understand whatever you're learning in class, when everyone else is done, you just kind of have to figure it out and they move on to the next unit, even if you don't understand what it is you're learning. But as a homeschooler, you you have the time to really grasp the things that you want and find ways to apply it to your life instead of just, oh, there's, I got the grade. I got the, got the credit for that class. And then moving on, you actually pay attention to what you're learning and use it. So I'm here. So I'm hearing from you that you find it's more tailored to what your endeavors are in life. You have the ability to take the time to grasp things, whether you grasp them faster or slower, you're given that ability. And also you can, um, sort of go into the the things um, that are of your interest and really focus on, like you said, researching these topics and and helping implement in your life sort of that pathway uh, that you find yourself going. Is that? Absolutely. Um, especially as I came back to homeschooling, uh, my mom kind of left it up to me and I got I chose which subjects I wanted and I would choose the curriculum that I wanted. And I was able to just handpick what I needed as a person and what I thought I needed going into my adult life. You had the maturity to do that too, though. (laughs) Because I was homeschooled. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much truth in what you are saying, ladies. I homeschooled my three older kids for many years, and they would share some of those same sentiments, um, being involved, getting to pick. Um, My two oldest sons were musicians, and they just flooded the zone with all kind of learning, uh, violin, cello, classical guitar, um, almost any wind instrument. Um, It was super cool, and they just got to just enjoy every second of it. And um, when they did end up uh, going to a public school for a period of, of time, none of the students um, could understand my kids because they had a wide, uh, knowledge base and look, and the, and the teachers called me and said, where did your son go to school? Because he's so kind and affectionate and he has compliments for his, 
fellow students and for me, and he like takes notes and asks questions and um, there, <laughs> there's That's a lot so of, true on so many yeah, levels. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, Monique, or Dr. I'm sorry, Dr. Robles, I am sure you have something to say about that. You're a homeschooling parent too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, you begin to find that sometimes it's just the common courtesies of life. For example, one of my sons, I find that um, when we go to mass, he's holding the door open for all the parishioners coming in, you know, and it's just those little things that you're like, wow, I didn't realize um, the, the impact, but other people see that other people see the courtesies, other people see the goodness and uh, see just common human decency, right. In in children that are raised in a, faith-filled environment and um, where they can grow and not be uh, sort of repressed and um, pushed or funneled into certain directions. There's this, this openness to explore in many directions. It's true. Yeah. Like I remember, um, like you said about your sons just being different, I guess my 13 year old brother, his teachers will say that he'll say something and it'll just go over the other student's head because he was homeschooled mm-hmm. for like six or seven years. And obviously he learned this kind of the same things that I did. And we just, I feel like we just talk about things that interest us. That um, school is structured. It's you have to learn this. It's not going into what you want. And when I want to know something and I go and I research it and I look into it, I know so much more than if it was just like, you have to know this for the next test and um, being homeschooled, we not, we will go into what we want and it just, it allows you to flourish and just be so much higher in levels across the board. Yeah. We've been called nerds before because we carry notebooks around and we take notes when people are speaking. Um, we use big words. Well, she does. <laughs> most part. We have a general interest to like learn how things work and just how everything around us really works in general. Yeah. We want to know the surface. <laughs> so I want to say something to our audience and um, I want you to listen to these girls because one of the big things that is raised um, from parents um, who do not homeschool is like, well, my kid will lack the socialization skills. Yeah. They will not <laughs> be able to socialize. And my comment to that. First of all, is you can hear um, the eloquence in these ladies. And secondly, if you think about it, socialization with adults, with the parents at home, um, usually encompasses bigger, grander conversations. And um, a lot can come from just parents who spend time with their children and have these in-depth conversations. So I want our audience to realize that the socialization skills, oftentimes that is not what people tout it to be, that it's going to, you know, they're going to lack being able to socialize. It's actually on the other side because they're not, you know, buried in the phones, not buried in the screens. And um, there's exploration outside well, within the home, but also outside at libraries and then different events. So, well, and, and I want to add to that also that um, when we operate in the world, we do not operate 
inside our peer groups alone. That's not the way the world works. Um, in any setting that we are in, there's a mix of ages, a mix of cultures, a mix of all kinds of things. And that's how we should be bringing up the youth into um, adulthood. So um, I know that this all plays right into why these two fantastic young women have found their way into exactly where they are today um, is just that, that they know how to um, be in a mix of individuals of all ages. So um, with that, I would really like to step in a little bit to talk about what you two ladies are up to. Tell us about your efforts with Turning Point USA. I should go first. <laughs> Anna's the one who dragged me into it in the first place, so I'll let her go first. <laughs> yeah, she she comes with me everywhere. Um so where would you like me to really start? Like talk about what we're doing now or how we got into this? Well, what we'd like to help the listeners understand is what brought you into Turning Point USA. And for the listeners out there that don't know what Turning Point is, we are looking forward to hearing from you all about what uh, Turning Point is about. Okay, so I'll give you like a little brief rundown as to what Turning Point USA is, and then I'll tell you how we got involved because it's kind of funny. And <laughs> so Turning Point USA, um, as some people may know, some people may not, was founded about 10 years ago by Charlie Kirk. This organization is geared towards reaching kids that are in high school and college. So their aim is to identify um, empower and organize kids in colleges and high schools into groups called cha chapters. So, <laughs> so in these chapters, kids are asked to self-educate themselves. They will learn about capitalism, conservatism, freedom of speech, their rights, the constitution, and their history. So everything an American should basically no and common um, sense <laughs> and common sense yeah that one's lacking in schools today so they aim to take the offense in schools against the propaganda and indoctrination that is happening right now so these groups are all student-led like ours and they meet they're asked to meet at least once a month and reach their peers about these topics um, they're actually asked to discuss these topics among their peers because they're normally not talked about or the school will actually shut those topics down, which we see happening all the time, actually. Um, or nobody wants to talk about these topics just because they're too touchy. But that's what Turning Point USA does. They actually have um, whole systems of um, field representatives that will reach these kids and provide them with information, provide them with resources, support, um, connect them to other groups so that you're not alone in taking on this position, um, which is super important because you can feel really lonely like once you start getting into this because a lot of people around you just want to stay away from the subject. Yeah. Because politics is bad is what everyone thinks. So, so give us um, an example of some of the taboos that um, Charlie Kirk and Truth, and uh, forgive me, and Turning Point <laughs> encourages um, young people to get engaged, learn, and talk about. Well, there's we have a lot of cancel culture, or um, or free speech is really being attacked because if I say something and it offends somebody, then I 
they think that I shouldn't be allowed to say it because it hurts someone else's feelings. Hate speech. Hate speech. And one of the things that I really am an advocate for is facts don't really care about your feelings. Like I'm allowed to say this and um, someone's feelings shouldn't have to gauge whether or not I'm allowed to say that. And people are now like, they can't say anything on social media. or They're going to be like, that's hurtful or that I'm offended and all these, or even just having opinion about anything like about all the LGBTQ or critical race theory is a big one critical race theory, um, climate change, socialism, all these things. They're like, oh, well, you must not care about anybody because you said that. Like free speech really is just the big thing right now because that encompasses everything else. Well, that's the foundation for everything, really. If you have the ability to speak your mind, you can speak about anything. If you can't speak your mind, then they can shut you down in any way. Yeah. Well, free speech do you find that in these um, situations and when you discuss this, do you feel like the, the dialogue is open? Because so much of what we what we come up against in the world is that um, the, the dialogue has been shut down and so that people have no respect for another person's opinion. And I think that's one of the greatest atrocities of our times is that people can't or are unwilling to hear the other side. Do you find respect in these situations when you're working with people within your group who may not agree? I think that there's a lot of lack in respect because they don't think that you're right. They're like, they just, they say they disrespect you. Like they'll call you out, like even physical features, they'll just insult you instead of attacking your argument and just disrespect. They'll be like, Oh, they just call you all kinds of names and stuff. And then they're like, oh, you must not know anything. And they think that everyone else is on their side and that I'm the one, the only one who thinks that. So then they try to isolate you and they just don't allow you to be a person to speak your mind. And that's what this respect was. They don't respect your opinion because they think it's just wrong that they're right. Everyone else thinks that they're right. So they're just like, yeah, no, I'm not going to listen to you because you're just wrong. In our group, though, I don't think we have any issues really with that because I think everyone has the general idea that we're supposed to speak, um, supposed to have freedom of speech. Just nobody, not everyone is super into speaking out is the thing, though. Yeah, people, well, because they think that they're alone. So they think that if they speak out, they're going to get shut down. And that's one of the big things is, especially for Turning Point and our our chapter, because our chapter goes, we have a lot of kids from different areas, is that you're not alone and that there are other people who think the same as you. And that even though you're only 17, 18 years old, that Gen Z does matter because we're the next generation of America. So what we do and say now does have an impact. And that's what Turning Point is all about. Well, yeah, bringing up the next generation, because if if we don't know the reason our country is here. If we don't know what our rights are, if we don't know what we stand for, then where are we going in life? Where is our country going? Because we are the next generation. We are, we are the generation that's going to run this country in a couple of years. But also a lot of people have lost hope for our generation just because um, our generation sees the most suicides, see the most transgender, transgender issues, most identity issues, the most just everything issues is what it feels like now. Um, everyone's got an issue. It's it's very true. Everyone has an issue. So um, the attack that you're talking about is called ad hominem. It's a logical fallacy. 
And when um, you get attacked, when people get attacked like that for for speaking their mind and there's an attack on the character, um, it's actually um, a sign of weakness on the other side, the attacker's side. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something uh, my children um, studied logical fallacies and um, debate. So (laughs) them understanding argument and debate and what the logical fallacies are, it it does really help you define the argument and draw on your points and gives you an extra level of protection when you do get attacked because that little siren should go off right then that your opponent, the person who's coming after you, your character, your person, they have actually lost their ground and they know nothing else to do but attack you personally. Yeah. Well, um, bullying in general, when you say that, it reminds me of this is people who have insecurities will put it onto you because they're insecure. So they want to make you look bad because they know that they're wrong kind of thing. So like if someone's attacking Mm -hmm. you, like you said, it's because they know that they've lost at this point. So they're just trying to make you look bad because they don't want to deal with it themselves for being wrong. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like where somebody is a racist, but then they call you a racist because they don't agree with what you say. But it's really because that's what they are deep down. People preach what they need to hear. Well, or it's or it's a way um, when when you have crossed over the threshold and they don't actually have something to give back. They go after your character and your person as a means of shutting you down and controlling what's being said. It helps to understand that this is a a flaw. It's, it's a, it's, it's fallacious. Um, It helps protect you as individuals to not receive it in the, in the way that it is directed at you personally. I, um, I just want to encourage you to that. You're both very strong, but it still can get to you when you get attacked like that. It really can. Well, it is true. I was going to say, Nicole, that's a great point because um, the the concern is that so much in our culture is taken as a personal attack rather than um, looking at just the topic or the issue. People um, take it as an inward insult instead of being, and, and when that when that's done, then people get angry, people can't think. And it just goes to pot, right? And um, but if 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 we as a society can take the individual out of it and just and and instead be able to debate the topic, there would be a great, um, I think, just a great turning. Like you said, this would be the turning point that we could take the individual out. Don't attack the person. We look at the topic and we're able to critically think about all the angles and all the issues. It's very true. If only. If only. (laughs) That's what we're trying to do. Normally people on the other side don't like the whole critical thinking aspect. (laughs) They like the just, I'm going to attack you and say you're wrong. But then once you start like debating it on like an intellectual level, they run away. Or even just pushing back, being like, why do I have to do what you told me to do? Because they're trying to get us to do what they want. But the second you're like, "Mm, I don't think so, because this, they're just like, oh, yeah, you're dumb. 
but the yeah, disrespect you're comes racist in. you're racist racist <laughs> <laughs> well it, there's been a lot of programming that's been put into the population the the students um in the in the primary schools the public through media um the young adults through the higher centers of learning and it has become a very programmed response versus a it's a reaction versus a response right so they're they're reacting to um the emotion of being questioned they don't have an actual position what they have is a set of um points that have been pressed down into them and what turning point is doing um eloquently i might add is draw you each up to that critical thinking and that personal strength from within to resist those fiery darts and um have within yourselves the strength of character to still say what you believe to be true. And um, when we come back to from the break, I want to share a story from my young adult son at, at a community college and just how powerful that is because it speaks right into power uh, turning point and what exactly is happening through this organization and through strong young leaders like yourselves that are willing to stand up get educated and get out there. Yeah. Get educated because, um, especially at our meetings, I realized how little we do know (laughs) we had a trivia night and I was asking some questions like, um, stuff that I thought was kind of basic knowledge. And I realized that we haven't been taught this and that it's our job at this point, knowing that we don't know it, it's our responsibility to take charge and learn those things. That is exactly right. Uh, Well, hang tight for me, Anna. We've got to go out to a break. And as soon as we get back, I want to hear exactly what you have to say. So for all the listeners out there, this is uh, Truth for Health Foundation Whistleblower Report, pediatric segment. We would love for you to join us in our fight for freedom. Uh, Come check us out at our website, www.truthforhealth.org. You can sign up for our newsletter um, and join us on the Medical Freedom and and fight on all fronts. We will be right back. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. 
yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Hello, everyone. This is Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, U.S. Army and legal grant recipient of the Truth for Health Foundation. I want to give a huge shout out to the Truth for Health Foundation for helping me and my family over the past year with our legal battles. Recently, I was court-martialed for not participating with these experimental COVID-19 emergency use authorized products. If it wasn't for Truth for Health Foundation and all the support, I would definitely be in a worse spot. But because of all the support, I'm able to continue uniform service, fighting for what's right to protect the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. God bless each and every one of you, and God bless America. Hi, and welcome back to the Pediatric Report with the Truth for Health Foundation. This is Dr. Robles and Nicole Landers, and we are pleased to be joined by two wonderful young ladies, Anna, Christina, today, telling us about Turning Point. Uh, Nicole, as we were getting ready to head off to the break, you were about to lead into a story uh, involving your own son. I sure am, but I did promise Anna she had a point. It's on the tip of her tongue. She's got to <laughs> be able to say it, and then I will share about my son. Go ahead, Anna. Sounds great. Well, we were talking about how we don't learn very much anymore about American history and how little we know. I actually have two girls who are coming to our group to actually learn about American history because they said they're not going to learn it in their American history class. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It, it is very true. And when my children, um, my younger children went over to a small Christian classical school, they immediately started learning about actual history. Um, uh, this was just within the last couple of years, and the the whole world opened up to them. Uh, they they inadvertently didn't even realize it. They corrected Nancy Pelosi. They heard her speak once, <laughs> and um, my daughter said, "What, Mom? That's not what the Fourteenth Amendment was about." And and she just leveled the field about the entire Fourteenth Amendment, what it meant historically, where it came from. And I said, oh, we need to take you down to Washington, D.C. I lived in Baltimore at the time. I said, I think there's someone you could probably run Congress better than her. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, anyone could, really. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of truth there. So the story I wanted to share just very briefly with you is that my young adult son, who um is a little bit more mature. He was homeschooled. He got a really strong background. He's now in college after serving in the Air Force for six years. And he had occasion to respond to a prompt in an English class. Um, And the prompt was awful. And the material that he read was awful. 
And there was just no place for it in a higher education setting. So rather than play around or just answer as the teacher wanted, my son, with his strength of character, just like you're developing now, responded to the professor by identifying that he couldn't learn the core material from the reading prompt because the prompt was unethical and had no value for learning because it was sexually inappropriate. And there just was not a place for that in, in that setting to learn, you know, character development. The teacher called my son out in class and challenged him repeatedly. Well, in the process, my son held his ground. And before long, two other students started to agree, and then four, and then five. And then before he knew it, all the other students in the class were also in agreement that they were not able to learn from the prompt that it was unethical and it didn't have good value for the assignment. And uh, the teacher didn't know what to do, so dropped the assignment. <laughs> What's powerful to me about that is that I believe in this country, there are far more of us who feel more similar than we do different, but it, it's the power of one that becomes the power of two, that becomes the power of four, right? When one's willing to speak up and say, hey, no, wait, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable with that and I see it a different way, it gives strength to others around to also begin questioning their own motives and then being willing to speak up about what they really believe. It's true. Nicole, you, none know, of us you know what else? Sorry. No, <laughs> Christina, just a second. Um, what else I really like about that story, um, just to bring this aspect of it, is not to discount the youth um, mm -hmm. and not to discount um, their input. Because mm -hmm. I think, even, yes. When we're younger, we learn from the elders, right? We learn from the experience, but there's a lot to be said in the other direction as well. And um, communication and learning isn't always a one-way street. So um, I encourage the youth to step up when you, when you hear something or see something that doesn't set right. It doesn't set right because you have you have your experience and your own teaching and your own foundation that um, brings a, that rise in you um, to, 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 to say something or to counter it. So don't discount your age as, as a factor of, of being quiet. And so, and, and then also on the other side, the elders or the adults or the teachers should have the respect for the youth to, to listen. That is exactly spot on. I could not agree more. And I shared with my son, my son walked out of that experience feeling like it was an abysmal failure. And I said, oh no, to the contrary, it was a wild success in the matter of a couple, you know, a couple moments in class where you got challenged and didn't step back. You gave others in the room the courage to also stand and sent a message directly to that professor that he can't just keep bullying around the students just because he's, quote unquote, the authority in the classroom. And um, it was never disrespectful that my son is ex-military. He has extreme respect. 
Um, but it certainly was powerful. So, um, uh, Anna, I would really appreciate hearing you guys just a little bit of backstory. How did you get involved in Turning Point? <laughs> this is the funny story. <laughs> On accident. <laughs> it, it was not intentional in the beginning. We were going to go visit a friend who lives in Arizona. And one day she just sent us an ad about Turning Point USA's America Fest, which apparently is their biggest conference out of the whole year. And it's an annual thing. I have no clue what it was. And I started looking into it and I was like, hey, I like these speakers. This is cool. And I looked into it more. I was like, wow, we should go. And I asked Christina and she wasn't super into it. I was like, <laughs> I'm, we only had a couple of days to visit our friends. So I was like, I don't know. Like it's like four days out of the seven days, but I was like, I'll just do it because Anna wants to do it and they both want to do it. So I'll go along and because make them happy. And then <laughs> we got to the event and there was like 10,000 people there. There was Tucker Carlson and all kinds of these names that I had been hearing. And I was like, this is so much bigger and so much more important than I ever thought it was going to be. And then I was totally hooked. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, before we started, before we went down, one of Turning Point's field representatives reached out to us because she saw we were from New England and they don't, they haven't had much luck in New England, like New England, New England is a hard territory hard territory to get into just because of like how liberal we are and like closed off um to ideas like that or at least that's what it feels like uh so they got really excited to see two kids coming from maine because we were the only students that were coming from maine reached out to us and we're like hey start a chapter and i was like what is that (laughs) (laughs) i had no clue (laughs) um but um my field representative esther she was very nice and she kept um filling me in on information and providing me with stuff to look at. Um, So she convinced me to start a chapter. And so I asked my friends and they all basically said no, because they didn't know what it was. I was like, it it was, it's a lot of work. And I was like, "Uh, I don't really have a passion for it. I don't really have the time. Like, I don't really care. So I told her no at first. Yeah. No one really wanted to make the commitment. So it was kind of sad for a while. And then, um, but I was still set on starting something somehow because I felt it needed to be done, especially here in Maine. There was nothing I could just go join. If I wanted to be a part of something, I had to make it happen myself. So we did, we went down to Phoenix, Arizona. We were at that, we were at the America Fest for like four days. And it was like four days of just intense, like learning. Um, there were so many speakers and so many people you could meet. Um, there was a ton of like news media there yeah. um, that you could go talk to and watch interviews happening. Um, we made so many connections over there, but we learned what we also had. Um, we had our notebooks out and we had a couple of people <laughs> ask us if we were journalists because we would be listening to Charlie Kirk or Carrie Lake's interview, taking notes and stuff. <laughs> and we even had a guy who's like from Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Yeah. And he's like, can I take a picture of you guys with your notebooks? Because we were just jotting down everything we heard because it was so great. I think we were the only teenagers there that had notebooks out. I don't remember seeing anyone else with a notebook aside from like one lady, but she was significantly older than us. Um, (laughs) other than that, we were like the only kids with notebooks, which I thought was kind of cool, but also kind of sad, but it was cool for us. Um, (laughs) but while we were there, the whole event was just centered on us students because they had thousands of students there that were there to just learn, but they were super into hyping us up about how we can get involved, how we can make a difference, like, um, what we should do, what we should be doing um, to make a difference in our communities. It was 
super inspiring and encouraging. It wasn't like, they weren't like dragging us down with all the events that are happening now in our country and all the issues that were happening. Instead, they were taking those issues and presenting us with opportunities to make a difference. Yep. Turning point. (laughs) Turning the country around, getting things going. Because if we don't fix it now or within the next five years, I I don't know if we can. Because now is the time and this is why we're getting involved. If we don't do anything, there's nothing left for our generation. And there's nothing left for the generation that comes after us, really. I mean, if you look at the way we're going now and how rapid our country is falling apart, I mean, I feel like in a few years, will we be will we be able to even like buy a house or support a family if any of us wanted to have a family? What will we be able to actually do? If we didn't do something now, which is why we're getting involved now. Um and training ourselves up so that when it comes the time for us to get involved in government, then we know what to do and we mm-hmm. know how to get back to our American roots and what our constitution and whole country stands on. Yeah. So we came back from that trip, like super inspired and super ready to make a difference because we were all hyped up about it. And our excitement got a lot of our other friends to, to get excited too. And they wanted to get in on this. And so we went to our church and talked to them about starting this and using the facility. And then like a lot of people at church were like, oh my gosh, yes, do something. Um, We got so much support from our church. And then um, not long after we had our first meeting, I don't know how many politicians in the area actually reached out to us. And we're like, I hear you're doing this. We want to like meet you because there are like no other teens doing anything like this. (laughs) We went to, um, Anna and I went to the state Capitol to check it out before we brought our group there. And like, we were just treated like celebrities because we're 17 and 18 years old at our state capital getting involved. And they were like, how can I help you? Um, I know this kid, I'm going to bring him to your group and all these people who are just waiting for a chance to get people involved because uh, a lot of people have heard a turning point. They just don't know how to get into it. So now that we're here, we're kind of an opportunity for people to join us. And they were just waiting for a chance to jump in. Correct. So we were like that one voice that needed to speak out in order for other people to speak out as well. What I is, you know, Nicole, what I love about this show is the hope, the enthusiasm, the laughter. I mean, this is, this is incredible. This is not something that we, we get to experience every day. And that is something that the youth bring. They bring joy, they bring excitement, they bring I mean, they think about the future and, and then all of a sudden a flood, you know, a flood of others want to join them because it's attractive. And I just, I thank you girls. I mean, it's just great to hear your laughter and um, just your inspiration. Well, and what I want to share is that there are some pretty heavy things that you are talking about seeing the decline in our country, having to evaluate and consider what futures you or your generation um, are facing if it continues to go the way it is, yet you still have hope, energy, and are encouraged to continue on in your pursuit. And I just want to share how inspiring that is. It's an absolute delight. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're, I'm 17 and she's 18. So getting up into adulthood, we, people are like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Are you going to college? What do you, how many kids do you want? Like all of these things, because we're approaching adulthood. So when that came along, I was like, what am I going to do? What Good does question. it look like? Yeah. And 
I know what I want it to look like and I know what I don't want it to look like. Yeah, we definitely know what we don't want. <laughs> That's for sure. So, so going forward now, you've, you've had this great experience. You're all pumped up. You've started a chapter. Um, tell me a little bit about what are, what are like your three top goals? What, what kinds of steps do you see yourselves taking next and getting to these goals that you're, you're feeling are forefront for you? Um, one of our biggest things is the only two people from Maine who went to America Fest were me and Anna. So one of our big goals for the upcoming months is raising money maybe having a fundraiser. Um, people from our church are willing to send kids to America Fest for some of their other events. So that's one of our really big goals. Yeah. America Fest is our biggest goal just because of how impacting that event was on our lives. And if we can get other kids down there to experience the same experience we went through, I'm sure their eyes will be open kind of like ours were going there. Cause like right now, a lot of kids are interested, just they're not super passionate about it yet because I mean, there's, it doesn't seem like there's much to be passionate about really when you're just like, Oh, hi politics. We'll go learn about this. And not most kids are super into getting educated. Yeah. So education, um, especially I had us all read like the constitution, the declaration of independence and the bill of rights, because a lot of kids don't even know how they're even structured or what each of those documents are about. So education, we're trying to get ourselves informed about that. And just some of the basics that I think every American citizen should know even before they get to high school, but obviously not a lot of people know the things that we should. It's our duty, I think, as Americans to understand our history and our rights and our how to use our right to free speech. And I, another one of our goals is to get super involved in our community and then also in our local politics. So getting to know who our local politicians are and know how to make our voices heard. So actually there is one of these events we went to that was hosted at our church actually called the Speak Up for Life event, which was all about, well, actually one of the representatives here Representative Laura Libby hosted it, and she was speaking to us about how we can get involved just as normal Maine citizens and make our voices heard against an upcoming abortion bill, actually. So how we can go testify, how we can reach out to our legislator um, and tell them to vote. I mean, if they'll listen to you, hopefully, but how you can put yourself in these situations to make your voice heard. So that's something we're working on. Actually, our last meeting was all about that, making our voices heard. Um, Cause that's a big deal as an, even as a teenager, cause most teenagers don't care about getting involved in these things. But if we're able to go to the state house and make our voices heard on these issues that are important to us, that's a huge deal. It's a huge goal of ours. And then getting involved in the community because most people look at teenagers um, like a lost cause, but also like we're super selfish and rebellious. But if we can get involved in our community and provide community service for people, um, help people move in, um, help people with yard work and so on, um, that's also great for our generation. And I, you just, you made a great point because um, sometimes there's a generalized perception that, you know, adolescents, just like you said, are rebellious, um, they're uh, not productive and not helpful. <laughs> so um, it, it's great that, that you come to show another side. And often, oftentimes by showing up at these, you know, these grassroots 
events or these community meetings, people will remember because it is different. It's like a 180. They've turned, you've turned their thoughts around. You're like, then they're like, oh my goodness, who are these girls? They are not of this generation. So that, and that stands out in people's minds. It really does. We've actually been to multiple events where we were like the only teenagers. We were like the only teens there. And I don't know how many people came over to us and they're like, oh my gosh, like you, you guys want to know about this? You want to get involved? You want to do something? What? Yeah, um, we're going to, we're going as a group to visit our state Capitol building this coming week. And something I keep telling people, I was like, we are representing Generation Z right now. You are going to show them that we don't just sit around. We don't just play <laughs> Fortnite. We don't just go to school and scroll through TikTok. There's more to Generation Z than that. And that we are going to dress ourselves up and we're going to represent ourselves well. Well, also, I feel like an issue in our generation right now is a lot of people are kind of speaking death onto us, which is something I've noticed where a lot of people are calling us a lost cause or we only like to play video games. We only care about ourselves. Um, It's very degrading for us and more people will need to speak life into our generation and um, speak about how great we can be and help us to get there. Um, So it doesn't help when a lot of the, a lot of the times old people are just talking about us not old people, but adults are talking about us. <laughs> hey, um, <no. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or they're just talking about us like, uh, I don't know, like we're lost. Disrespect. Yeah. Like we're never going to get anywhere if that's how everyone perceives us. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to battle, to combat that perception that everyone has about us. Oh, it's so true. So I have a question. Do you do you guys know who Toby Mack is? <laughs> yes. The singer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he sings a song called Speak Life. Have yes. you heard that song? Yes. You two are the Long essence time. of that song. I It's playing in my head like a reel as I'm listening <laughs> to you. Um, it's so true. It's just so true. Well, I want to just say your goals are fantastic. And um, just from my own life and experience, I can share with you that those ground level grassroots efforts going to your county leadership, the county council meetings, the school board meetings, the the state meetings, these are where the actionable items are for change. And um, Mm -hmm. legislators and representatives, board members, county councils, they are not used to the public coming out and saying, hey, we have a thought. It doesn't match your thought. And we want you to listen to our thought because you're our representatives. They especially are not prepared for strong young women like yourselves who come in to speak life. I cannot wait to hear about all the amazing things that your group does because you have got the heart of Jesus Christ alive in you and in your group. I know it's there because he's speaking loudly through both of you. Um, You're going to get out there and and take Toby Mac with you because (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's the heart and soul of who you guys are. I'll have to add that to the playlist that I have for our meetings. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) for sure. 
Girls, how um, have you grown a little community there? Actually, yeah. Yeah, actually, um, our first meeting, we probably had about 15 teens. We had a board game trivia night, and we had probably about 20 kids come out to that. And now on the member list that I have, how many kids did I There's like 28, I think. I think we have 25 to 28 teens who have either come to one of our things or said that they're interested. And even more beyond that of parents saying, oh, I'm going to send my kid here. Yeah. And for that, us only having two business meetings and then one sort of social meeting, I think it's going pretty good. It actually is. I mean, we had a little bit of a rocky start because we didn't really know what we were doing and I'd never experienced anything like this before, but I think our last meeting really proved that we're growing and people are genuinely getting interested now. We had some kids that were like, yeah, I don't really know anything about politics, but I'm actually interested in getting to know it. And I know I'll find it here. Yep. Which surprised me, but I was, I was really glad (laughs) that made me really happy. (laughs) That's awesome because, uh, you know, sometimes just getting people to show up, then you begin to, to bring out something that they were interested in or something that they've thought about. And all of a sudden they're contributing and someone else brings in another idea. And that's, that's how, that's how, that's the building of the foundation, right? All these beautiful ideas coming together with respect for each other and uh, creating your organization. It's true. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Like even for the past two months, I am really looking forward to where we're growing. We already have all kinds of ideas for future events and we're just trying to space it out because we don't want to overwhelm our members because we can't have five events. Yeah, there's so, so much to, potential though. There's so much we can do. Yeah, we have all kinds of ideas like going in even to the fall. We just have some um, group events and we're just trying to space it out and get people interested and have that solid foundation. Awesome. You know, in our in our next couple minutes here before we we have to end our show, we, we I wish we could continue because you girls are just a bundle, <laughs> a bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, uh, maybe tell the audience and tell the listeners how um, other adolescents and uh, youth can get involved in Turning Point, and even um, when maybe when the next America Fest is. So one of the first things I would suggest is trying to find a Turning Point chapter near you. So if you go on Turning Point USA's website and you scroll down a little bit, you can find their Find Your Activism uh, map. So on that map, it has all the chapters that are verified in America, and you can click on one of those and you will find um, contact information. So a way to get involved with that chapter. Now, if there aren't any near you, you can Actually, on their website, you can also find um, a way to sign up and start your own chapter, which is what we did. And then actually this summer, they have a Young Women's Leadership Summit that I suggest all the girls should go to. Again, you can find that on the Turning Point website under Turning Point USA slash events, I believe, is where you can find it. Also, go follow like Candace Owens, Charlie Kirk, all those people who are involved in Turning Point on social media so you can start getting that um, current events into your daily life so you can know what's happening. Correct. Awesome. Awesome, ladies. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have both of you. Um, such an inspiration and audience. We hope that um, 
your youth and your teens can um, hear this segment of the pediatric report. Um, we look forward to next time with all of you. Um, please visit our website at www.truthforhealth.org for more inspiration. And thank you again, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the Whistleblower Report from Truth For Health Foundation. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. Join our crusade. We are silent no more. We urge you to sign up for our email alerts, donate to support our legal defense work to secure the human and civil rights secured by law, and to live our lives in accordance with the U.S. Constitution and God's truth. We are here to bring you hope and solutions for such a time as this. With all that is assaulting our way of life, join us and stand strong against the lies and deception and speak out, get loud, get involved. God bless you and thank you for joining us. Thank you.